You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network once again covering Australian Survivor season four. We are really into the pointy end right now of this season. We are only a few weeks away from finding out who will be declared the sole survivor of Australian Survivor 2017. And Three big episodes down, three big people voted out, and three moments that we're going to absolutely talk about a lot throughout this episode. And as always, we need somebody to join me here to talk about this. We need an expert, somebody who's played the game, somebody who can relate to these people, and somebody who I've been told by a lot of people who's messaged in uh, is still waiting to make a move. I don't know if that joke's old yet. Um, Apparently it is. Uh, (laughs) You can hear her right now getting a bit uh, (laughs) bit annoyed at that already. I've pissed her off within yes. 30 seconds of introducing her. It's Sue Clark from uh, Season 3, Australian Survivor 2006. Sue, first of all, uh, big pleasure to have you here on the Oz Network today. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of these things that, uh, I mean, if somebody says to you, have you made your move yet, what, what do you generally react to them? Do you just tell them to, to shove it or how, how do you react to that? <laughs> Well, no one's had the guts to tell me to my face, really. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I try not to read too much social media about the whole thing. But, um, you know, there have been a few people who have said, oh, we're still waiting for Sue's big move and things like that. And I think, you know, didn't you watch the show? Um, I, know it, I know it was a producer's tag, um, but... You know, there was twice I had a really red-hot crack at it. And um, I think that the big move that the producers were talking about was the night that I went. And um, you'll notice that uh, it was Christy only scraped in by one. Mm. Um, and earlier that day, it was just Jenna and myself. We were so snookered it wasn't funny. So... Um, we'd all but given up that we were never going to crack the rest of them. And then walking back, I thought, hang on a minute, because we had Christy. Uh, well, Christy was a flipper, um, but she she kept making us think that she was voting for us and we told her we were voting for Matt. So I thought, well, hang on a minute. She'll go back and tell Lem where Jenna and I are voting for Matt. So there's two votes for Matt. So then they'll split the votes and they'll definitely load me up and they'll load Christy up. So I said to, uh, to um, yeah, we, we said, I said to Jenna, instead of voting Matt, how about we just put Christy's name down? And we killed ourselves laughing all day. So Christy went back, told him we were voting for Matt, but we put Christy's name down and it almost worked. Wow. Um, Different season yeah, right then and there. <laughs> different season then there if that had worked right no win of christy <laughs> well christy christy was supposed to go the day i was taken to sanapu hmm. we'd, all, we'd all written her name down she was going that night um but unfortunately our season got thrown a couple of real game changes i guess um where no one was sent home that night i got sent to sanapu so that was one time christy was going and Nearly the time that I went, Christy was going to go. Well, I uh, definitely have some listener questions in regards to Christy because uh, there's there's definitely some comments. And I I wanted to get the whole uh, waiting to make you move joke out of the way because... uh, 
<laughs> Had to do yeah, it. Yeah, enough with Sue's big move. Like, we get it. it. It's we can it. we can close it off now, everybody. Oh, it's done. Please. It died. Time of death. Um, right now on the Oz Network, uh, Sue's big move joke has officially died. All right. Now Thank that we've you. laid it to rest and we've put it to sleep, we're here obviously to talk about uh, this week, this season, your season, everything really to do with Survivor. And I always kind of generally start off, Sue, uh, in regards to the season that's on right now. I mean, how, how are you finding this season of Australian Survivor that we're uh, really right now at the pointy end of this season? Yeah, I'm enjoying this season. Um at first, the first couple of episodes, I was a, a tiny little bit jealous because it was my beach and <laughs> and my Jonathan and, you know, all those sort of things. But, no, I've, I'm really enjoying it now. And um, I think I, I think some of them are overplaying it um, to the camera maybe. I'd be interested to see uh, or hear what, other contestants say they were like behind the scenes because we were we were all quite burnt by Andy in our game because he was very placid and and did nothing in our tribe. But then when you saw him, he, there's this big bravado, <laughs> um, you know, we're all dumb asses and he's got us in our pocket and we're all going, what? <laughs> so that sort of makes me think, you know, I wonder who's playing to the camera in this season and who's not. Who who would you think is? I mean, right now. I mean, obviously, I think tonight, in terms of we're recording this, obviously the night that uh that Luke went home. I mean, you you might put possibly put him in that category. But let's let's stick with the six that are left right now. Who who do you think out of uh you know Pete, Michelle, Lockie, Jericho, Tara, and Ziggy are maybe doing that sort of Andrew style of game? I think Michelle Michelle's um, very vocal, very outspoken. Um... But she's a survivor, isn't she? She's, mm. you know, she's plugging away. She's still there. So kudos to her. Um, yeah, I, I think it, Michelle uh, and maybe Jericho a little bit. Jericho's Maybe a Jericho. fun one, isn't he? Jericho is um, yeah. the king of the one-liners. And as I think we've discovered this week too, you don't want to get in a car with Jericho and you don't want him anywhere near your cat because I yeah. think you might be in trouble <laughs> with both. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think now, I don't know whether Jericho realises that, but I think Lukey sort of looked after him a bit, really, yeah. um, I think. It's yeah. the thing that I have to say, uh, I mean, with the vote out tonight, th- that's really interesting with the edit because I don't know if you're the type of person who likes to try and read the edit in terms of how they're p- potentially portraying certain winner, uh, people who are maybe going to win the game. And there was that yeah. one, the moment on the beach tonight when you've got um, Luke and Jericho and they're kind of having that whole little talk. And it was, to me, that was a, a solidifying them as final two. At that point, I'm watching it going, they're final two right now based purely on that. And then all of a sudden, Luke's obviously going home that night. So one thing I've got to commend Channel 10 for doing this season is they're really throwing in some good editing and really trying to, you know, screw with us at certain points. Because I, for one, at the start of this week was like, yep, Tess is winning this game. She goes home. Sarah, I've kind of like, yeah, Sarah's in a pretty good spot. I think she might win this game. She's gone home. Tonight, I was like, yeah, Luke, he's, this is his game. Now he's gone home. I'm just giving up on trying to read the edit because clearly I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they stumped me yesterday. Um, I've been able to call it all, all each um, uh, episode, 
But last night when Sarah went, that that shocked me. That that shocked me. But I think Sarah should have gone ages ago, really, um, if the others were uh, a little bit more switched on. Um, she was a – Sarah I describe as um, – she was very overt about being covert, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. She – she was in everyone's pocket, and I, I mean, everyone knew that. Surely that they must have seen that. So I think she survived longer than she should have, really. Then, yeah, it's a good she point. wasn't overly strong in challenges, was she? No, she wasn't exactly, um, you know, a Z or somebody like that. But I mean, it was kind of. No, was, I think that's a perfect way you described it. Um, there about uh, sort of you know being overt, big. Covert to be overt, how you describe it again. Overtly being covert. Thank you. Um, She was telling everybody. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the thing that I think definitely about the three that went home this week is that, I mean, a week ago, you know, it's kind of like three of those, the three that went were, whether or not you think they were going to win or not, they were at least being mentioned in conversations of, they're playing a good enough game to win. They're getting a strong enough edit that they could win. There's arguments more so for the fact that they could win this game rather than they couldn't. And they're now gone. And, I mean, this is what this season is doing so well, is that, you know, it's not like your season where I guess you kind of had that solid alliance that was, you know, had to turn on itself. Whereas now, like, it's kind of, even with tonight, Tara all of a sudden is turning against Lockie, the only solid two probably left in this game. Now that Luke and Jericho are split up, it's kind of like you really don't know who is with who at this point. And it's, that's what makes it, as viewers, great to watch. And for podcasts, it's terrible because we have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. Well, my my husband actually said to me tonight, he said, oh, it looks like we're, we're, we're going to get left with the weekend again. Hmm. You know, the week, weaker players. Mm-hmm. Um I personally think that um, they'll turn on Ziggy and Lockie next and get rid of them, um, and they'd be silly not to. I, I think Ziggy was saying that, you know, she wants to keep the stronger players in as a shield for her, but I think that's a ploy to keep her in. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll, um, they'll get rid of Ziggy and Lockie next, and... Um, I, I personally think Tara will be at the end. Mm-hmm. I agree with that completely. Yeah. I, I, I think I yeah. think she's going to be at the end as a goat. I don't think she can win this game. Uh, what, what, do you think she can win the game? <laughs> well, I think she'll be at the end. I think she'll be in the last three. And if she does get to the end, um, I think everybody likes her, uh, regardless of whether she's made any big moves or not, because... Um, Having played the game, you know, you can be as strategic as you like, but if people don't like you, um, it, it's a social game. Yeah. They're not going to vote for you. They're not, they're not going to vote for you at the end. They're going to vote for out of loyalty. Um, and, and who they think should have the 500,000. Completely. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think, I think, from a personal side, and like you and I were talking a little bit this off air about sort of being the armchair survivor. But uh, from my yeah. perspective, um, I would have the Luke vote to me was very smart because kind of going on what we on what you were saying in regards to like the Andrew effect about playing it up for the cameras, but not necessarily being yeah. that way in camp. 
from what I've gathered in talking to a lot of these contestants in their exit interviews, they're all saying very similar things about Luke that, you know, he's very liked, he's very much, you know, like no one is kind of seeing a whole lot of what he's doing in confessionals. I mean, they obviously know he's a bit of a goofball. And no, yeah. so I've called him a goofball po- people. I've backtracked from what I called him at the beginning of the season. We won't get into that. Um, oh. But, I mean, I think kind of from a social aspect, it's really seen that no one didn't dislike Luke, if you know what I mean. So if had he got to the end, yeah. to me, he yeah. easily would have gotten uh, a, a big vote from the jury. So from a social aspect, Absolutely. and to me, that seemed like it was Lockie's move tonight. So props to Lockie. Um, I mean, that I think was easily the smartest on what you were saying there in terms of, of social game. Yeah, I think um, I think Tara hit the nail on the head tonight when she said that um, you know Lockie is. Well, she didn't say these words, but he, he's very confident. He, he he sees himself as the leader, and he will take everyone along as long as he's happy and as long as his name's not being thrown out there. Um, and he he thinks that if he and Tara get to the end, there's no way anyone will vote for Tara. But um, I think you'd be very surprised, actually. It's interesting. You're, you're probably the first person I've actually heard describe Tara a little bit that way because I think the general consensus amongst fans is that Tara is the GOAT and she'll get to the end. I, I still think that that is a possibility, but I find it very interesting kind of how you're you're describing that. And I think kind of what we saw tonight from her was probably the first time we've actually seen her almost think independently, wasn't it? Because generally she's always kind of been in that group with Luke or sort of the early Summer Tower Alliance that kind of blindsided her when, you know, AK and all that took out uh, Amy. But, I mean, I- I'm intrigued actually by this, this Sue. I mean, you- you're kind of really making me think even more about this final six in terms of the possibilities. Well, yeah. Well, look, the squeaky wheel gets the, the most oil, doesn't it? Yeah. So the way it's being edited, you know, you're getting your big players and they're, they're calling their big shots, just like our show. And I remember thinking, what? You know, you didn't, you weren't like that. <laughs> and they're, they're telling their story and they're making you believe that this is what they're doing. And I know for a fact that they weren't. They weren't. They were just portraying themselves as this, this persona that they wanted everyone to see. So who knows what Tara's like, you know, behind the scenes. And, you know, like like myself, I was constantly thinking about ways to get to the next step. But because of my age, you know, my demographic in the group that I was in, I had to be very careful what I said because I, I would have been gone the next vote. So it didn't mean I wasn't thinking about what to do, you just got to pick the right time to say something. And I think maybe Tara, Tara's not silly, you know. And let's face it, she's got to number six, exactly. the, the last six. Uh, same as Peter. Peter appears to be a bit of a sleeper, but he's very smart. Uh, don't be surprised if he's not there. That's why I reckon they have to get rid of Lockie and Ziggy because then then it's a real even playing field for these guys who aren't seen as the strong players physically mm-hmm. who have got a shot at, you know, getting to the end. It's- if they don't get rid of Ziggy and um, uh, Lockie, they're not going to get there. Do you think, going back on your point about sort of obviously the, the, the importance of a social game to get the votes at the end. Do you think that 
speaking of those two locking Ziggy, obviously that you're feeling will be the threats based on their physical ability. Do you think either of them have the social ability? Should it be as uh, one of them make it to the final two, just kind of back their game up, or would they be maybe a little bit in trouble against someone like a Michelle or a Tara who might have a stronger social game as opposed to their physical game? Well, I think uh, everyone appears to like locking. I think he, you know if he gets to the end. Um, depends who's sitting next to him. If he's sitting next to Ziggy, I think they'll probably pick Lockie because I haven't seen a lot of Ziggy interacting. She hasn't had, like, real close friends, has she, in there? No. Well, we kind of heard that, was it Lockie tonight, saying about how, you know, they've kind of, she's always sort of flipped on her a little bit and kind of how they've worked. And Luke, I think, sort of mentioned similar things. And the interesting thing with Ziggy, too, is that, she seemed to be playing a very strong game for a while there. She was physical. She was doing strategic thinking. Obviously, she had the, the idols and the twist and everything along those lines. But she kind of faded away a lot in terms of particularly, obviously, last night when she uh, randomly played that idol that everybody was like, what? <laughs> well, I thought that with her super, the super yeah. idol. Yeah. Why did she play it then? Mm. I thought that was a silly move then. And last night when she played her um, idol, it just showed me that she's not really in in the main group. Otherwise, why would she have played it? Well, they, they mentioned that too, wasn't they, in terms of the, the three pairs that they were sort of talking about, how Ziggy was kind oh. of on the side there too. So it's, it's fascinating with Ziggy because I... Like, even tonight, kind of, like, going back to my point about the edit, how I was thinking, like, well, it's a definite final two between Luke and Jericho. When they were showing, like, the scrambling right before Tribal Council, that's kind of when I'm thinking, well, maybe Luke is going home because they really didn't show anything of Ziggy scrambling, did they? Like, when her name got brought up, that's generally when you're kind of seeing them sort of scramble. But at no point did we see Ziggy trying to fight for her life. So, um... Yeah, Ziggy's a really yeah, interesting one. I love Ziggy. I'm a huge Ziggy fan. So do I. I think she's awesome. It's just I don't know where she is right now, and it's kind of it's she's she's getting a weird edit all of a sudden. I guess that's kind of how I can put mm-hmm. that. Mm. Um, oh, don't try and work the producers out. Oh, no, God. I'm giving up, particularly this season with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, don't don't try and work that out at all. Would you uh, out of the six that are left? Would you say that they all have a chance of winning this game? Jericho doesn't. Um, Jericho. Uh, I think Tara does. I think Peter does. Um, I think if Peter goes up, mm, depends on whether they turn on Michelle. Um, they've shown a lot of Michelle, haven't they? Yeah. A lot. And she's kind of really been the, the kingpin, I guess, in a lot of these last, uh, well, these last, particularly obviously the Sarah move. Um, and then, I mean, again, I would argue Lockie was the one who suggested Luke tonight, but then kind of Michelle obviously was probably the swing one because she was the one who was kind of arming and ahhing. And then ultimately yeah. when Peter turned to her at Tribal Council, she was like, Luke. Oh, no, sorry, Peter said that to her, but then she was kind of like, there's no changing your mind. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so so you would say then that Jericho would be the only one right now who you think probably couldn't win this game, and if so, why would he be? Why do you not think Jericho could win this game? Because he's too willing to mess things up, and and you know the other guys aren't completely stupid, uh, and someone will pick up on that, and then it'll it'll spread like bushfire. 
Mm. You know, um, I think I think it'll be his downfall. Um, I think Michelle is sort of like a Christie, but she she really knows her game. Um, she knows her steps. She's survived. How many times they tried to get her out, Ooh, and she's still yeah, exactly. She's still there. So if she gets to the end, I mean, she's going to have a very good. Um, you know, I've done this, I've done that, you know, she's made the moves and um, so I think she'll have a good case. But on a personal level, I would like to see Tara get there because she's just a fan um, who had fun out there. She she was strategic in a couple of things. She wasn't overly strong but she backed people up socially. So, yeah, I'd like to see her win. You are, Sue, probably the first person I have spoken to who is a Tara fan, so I congratulate you um, because oh, she really? she's... You mentioned you avoided social media. She's she's hated on social media, and <gasps> I, I've, I've always kind of just been neutral. I've just kind of like... I've neither liked her or disliked her. I think she's a great casting choice, I think, in terms of what... Yeah. For a season of Survivor, a reality show in general, she's that person that you want to have. Like, she's like a Luke in terms of that, you know, whilst I think Luke was mainly loved by the fans, Tara's kind of hated, but it kind of it's that balancing act and that people get need to have a, a, a Tara to be frustrated about. And I think that's what makes her such a great person to watch on this show. And I saw a lot of people commenting tonight now saying that Luke's gone, we've got no characters left. And I'm thinking, well, are you not watching Tara? Tara is a character, whether you hate her or love her, she's amazing. She has she has been all the way along. She's just been herself. Exactly. Um, she's funny. She uh, I bet you they I bet you the whole cast love her. I bet you. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, when you're out there, um, take the game out of it. It's tough. It's really really tough. And the only thing that gets you through is your fellow tribe mates. So as much as you might see editing where you know or you're having a go at someone, everyone is tight. So I, I think, um, yeah, I don't think you'll see any backstabbing from this cast at all. Which I find the, the most fascinating thing on regards, in regards to that was kind of you saw, I guess, AK and Tara kind of had this animosity towards each other on the show, but outside of the show, from what I've seen, they get along together fine. Whereas, like, I mean, it's kind of... It's always interesting on any season, be it the Australian or the US one, when you kind of have these people going at each other on TV. To me, it's always like, well, if they're outside the game, they're fine. I mean, there's many famous, um, you know, people on Survivor who hate each other on the show, but they love each other outside of it. Or there are also many famous people who hated each other on the show and hate each other outside of the show as well. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> well, they don't, you know, they, they've got big personalities on these shows because, well, otherwise no one would watch them. Exactly. Would they? Exactly. And, and we all knew that, you know, 24 people, they're all very unique in their own way. And, you know, they're, they're not putting everyone in the show to like each other. But, but for some reason, even if you've got a village idiot, in your team. It's your village idiot and you all look after each other. And there's a real bond. Um, I've found that we've all, there's a, a, an unbreakable bond. Um, I don't know about other seasons, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'm right saying that for them as well. 
And have you had anybody from this season reach out to you? Have you reached out to anyone from this season? Because, I mean, is that something that like you mentioned, like you've got that unbreakable bond? And I know particularly with the US season that you will have people from different seasons making that bond because you've obviously got that automatic thing that connects you because you've all been through that experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Do you not want to say yeah, who? Or? <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> Good, no. good. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, I reached out to one, um, one person because uh, I read something um, and I just thought, well, maybe, you know, I can, you know, put a little bit of a spin on it, you know, from my perspective and, yeah. Well, you've got basically a quarter of this cast is from your state anyway, so I'm sure you might bump into them down oh, at well, Woolworths no, or something no, like that. No, not from my state. Yeah, uh, Luke, Luke and I are, are, are faces, um, but that's it for WA. I haven't heard from any of the others. Mm. Um, who else? Yeah, I, what I've tried to do is um, not rain on their parade. This is season two. And, you know, I just feel, you know, it's th- it's their time. Let them have their, their time and then afterwards, yeah, love to catch up and love to chat to them and everything. But, you know, I don't want to keep living my season through their season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely, mm. completely can uh, can see that. And out of the six, obviously, uh, now Lockie's the only uh, Western Australian. I mean, gee, they've really cut down the uh, <laughs> the old Perth crew, basically, in this season. We're, we're still advocating to try and get a Tasmanian contestant on the damn show, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> oh, and what about a Territorian? Well, well uh, we we obviously classify uh, 2002 Survivor and the celebrity versions on, on this show, at least. We classify them as season one and season two. And on the oh. very first season from, 2002 there was a northern yeah. territorian on that show so we if we if you if you if you open the entire circle up to all those seasons Tasmania's the only state that's never had a contestant on any what's of the four seasons on, they haven't what's cast going? me yet sue they haven't cast me yet so that's what's going on <laughs> you just gotta keep going never say die exactly <laughs> that that's that's what we yeah. do i mean just kind of like Luke overall, the thing that I, I loved about Luke, and obviously I was very um, critical of him early on in terms of what I thought of him, but uh, I think nobody can deny the game he played. And I think kind of this is the thing that impressed me a lot with him was that after that first episode, I thought he was purely out there for entertainment. He was just being a character to potentially come back on another season or at least get known. Like, to me, I thought early on, this guy's not playing the game. He's just a bit of a... I called him a dickhead at the time. I'm not using that word again. Oh. But uh, oh. <laughs> I've got myself into trouble already over that word, so we won't yeah, use yeah. it. But he really played a fantastic game, and I think that so many people would have underestimated a character like Luke. How would have you dealt, like, as we kind of mentioned, it looked like Luke was more so that way in his confessionals than in person. But if you're around someone who's like Luke, who, honest to God, looks like he just drinks 30 cups of red cordial a day, the guy is never not excited. How do you deal with someone like that? And do you feel that people did underestimate Luke and that's why he was able to work his magic and make it this far? I think they were too busy picking on other people who they, bigger threats, you know, they would take Luke to a certain point. I don't think Luke ever would have got to the end either. He would have got taken out by, you know, the Michelles and the Peters and 
um, the Tessas, if Tessa had been there, um, Tara would have taken him out, I think. Um, in, our, in our season, um, we had Evan. I remember when I first laid eyes on Evan and he was very much like Luke. And I thought, he, he would drive me insane having him on my tribe. But, you know, he's one of the nicest people. He, um, yeah, so that's why I, I'm, I'm not judging Luke from the persona that he's got on the show. I think he, he's probably a very nice family man and loves the show, a uh, bit of a showman, and uh, the producers lap that up, and that's yeah. how they're showing him. And judging on uh, social media reaction tonight in his boot, you know, everybody's kind of devastated to, to see him go. I mean, I, even from, from your season, Flick and Phoebe both kind of tweeting out that they're absolutely devastated and they're crying, they can't believe he's gone. And, you know, I, I think that going back to my point on Tara in terms of how she's great for reality TV... Luke, I mean, God, everybody who I who I know who maybe doesn't follow the show as closely as as we do, they've caught a, you know bits and pieces of it. They they know who Luke is, you know, because I mean he's this guy yeah. who is just you know as I said, red cordial, <laughs> you know, he's just he's yeah. on high on life and just um, you know obviously somebody who people are kind of wanting to be around. So props to Channel Ten, uh, props to Endemol Shine for casting someone like Luke because this yeah, guy this this guy is back for all stars. Let's just be honest, there's no way he's not playing this game again. Oh, God, is everyone still going on about All-Stars? Ah, it's always been discussed, so it's always there. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's a bit arrogant, isn't it? You do your show and then you think, yeah, I'm coming back for All-Stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's, that's... Go on. I was going to say, um, I mean, we touched on Sarah. I want to I talk about Tessa because she's probably my last absolute... Like, absolute favorite that went home i i love tessa to bits i was so sad to see her go what was, what was your take on on tessa because i mean you know she she was involved in two of the biggest moves of this game in the amy vote and then the henry vote and she was somebody who was just he, she was there and thereabouts and looked like she was going to have such a strong second part of this game i mean what was your take on how she played i've i found this is not anything personal because i don't know her personally but uh, how she's being portrayed, I found her a bit whiny. I, I think she would have annoyed the hell out of me. Um, you know, for God's sake, shut up, you know. That's just the way, it, you know, it happened. Deal with it. Um, but she, she's obviously very smart um, and, yeah, thought, thought out her moves. And, but I think she would have annoyed the hell out of me in the game. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. You, you're bringing these new opinions, Sue. You, I mean, you're making Tara likable. <laughs> you're making Tessa whiny. Uh, I mean, we should we go through the whole oh. cast. Next you'll, be, next you'll be telling me Ben is like the most entertaining guy you've ever seen play this game. Ben? <laughs> ben? Yeah, there was a guy Who's with ben? the... <laughs> I think everybody's still asking that question. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Bless him. He's a Western Australian yeah. too, isn't he? You can find him. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Ben, yeah. living up to the namesake. Somebody who's invisible and no one even knows there. And so that's that's how we live, us Bens. One thing I want to mention, actually, the um, <laughs> this this is like probably one of the greatest challenges I've ever seen in all of Survivor. And I kind of wish you got to do this challenge too, because I would have loved to see you do the charades challenge. Uh, I've got to bring that up as a separate topic. I mean, how good oh, was I that challenge? It. Yeah, it was really good, really funny. Yeah, yeah, I I would have loved to have done that. 
You know, I found this season some of the challenges were a lot um, less physical, um, more entertaining, I thought. Mm. I, I thought they were really good, the challenges um, this season. It was Particularly uh, tonight. That would have been awesome to do as well. The, yeah. Um, the the finding yeah, the, the lifting the, the even playing field yeah, isn't it yeah and that's what has been really good and is that they've really brought original challenges I mean there there have been a few obviously that are kind of recycled from you know the US version but I mean they're, they're putting a new take on it like I mean the, the charades yeah. challenge is essentially the one where you know probes would hold up a thing and you've got to remember the order of it but this was a hundred times more more effective because you know yeah. we're getting these great moments where we can have a gif of like you know Jericho doing this and, and Lockie making arm movements and it's just it's yeah. hilarious to watch and um, yeah, yeah. just just yeah. so so much fun so Props to yeah. props to that, and kind of like as you're saying tonight, like the memory game, that was that was a unique twist on it that they actually had to bring the items back and kind of you know it was almost like what uh, musical chairs where it's kind of like last one standing is out. So yeah, yeah, but it's quite physical too because you would have been absolutely bugged. Yeah, uh, run back and forward, back and forward, um, and and your adrenaline would have been pumping trying to get to to where you thought the um, the next. Uh, item was so yeah i thought it was a ripper tonight we've got in our listener questions we've got uh, a few in regards to challenges in your season which i'm obviously very intrigued to find out because one thing actually that i found very fascinating that you raised to me kind of uh in the lead up to this uh this interview sue was that um you you found out that you were the oldest player in the history of survivor to last 41 days because i mean again a lot of our American listeners might not realise, or not just American, people outside of Australia, I should say, that obviously our version is 55 days. So the people that are getting eliminated yeah. right now are playing longer than anyone who wins the US version. So you made it two days longer than most US seasons, and that you, yeah. therefore, are the oldest person in the history of Survivor to, to make it that far. I mean, that's a pretty amazing feat. Yeah, booyah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I lasted 41 days, and I could have gone a little bit longer. Um, I thought that was pretty good. I was nearly 60. So, yeah, uh, unless another country comes up with a 55-dayer. I know um, that Italy did, like, I think theirs was, like, about 70 days, but I don't know the ages what? of the players. Yeah, they, they had ridiculously long. I interviewed a, an Italian player several years ago, and theirs goes ridiculously long. But, um... What? I don't know the ages. I'd have to, you know, delve into the yeah, yeah. research okay. piles. But oh, get knocked off my pedestal. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll find that to kind of to confirm that one there, Sue. But yeah, I mean, no, it's... no, no I, I, let, let, just let me live with what Live. I think it is. Put it on your business. <laughs> put it on your business card. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yes. That's uh, that's that's why you do it. But I mean, it's just it's. I think that's a really fascinating thing because I always find it fun. Like you know, when we had Kylie on a few weeks ago to say like. You made it to day thirty nine, Kylie. You know, you know, you can say that to anybody Survivor fan around the world. They're going to assume you made yeah. it to the end. But I mean, you know, yeah. she was what the second jury member. So um, yes. it's, it's fun to kind of yeah. say it that way. You can easily say that to anybody around the world who's never seen your show. Yeah, forty one days. Yep, I made it a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with no money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and not even a damn car commercial at the end of it. Where's your holding ad, Sue? <laughs> Done pretty well. I've done pretty well. <laughs> well, one thing yeah. we'll, we'll mention shortly is in terms of a trip you've got coming up, actually, which is which yeah. is very uh, interesting. But um, I mean, it's it's really 
the thing that I'm finding fascinating, again, just going back to saying in regards to how now we're at this six, and, like, you think about your final six on your season, um, that pretty much you had still had that, you know, the unbreakable bond, I guess, of, of Lee and L. Um, and, you know, even then, who was still in it at that point? So you had uh, Sam, Matt, Flick, L, Lee, and Christy. So, I mean... Even there, I mean, that was kind of only just about then when, what, the Sam and Lee situation was slowly breaking up, was it not? And, I mean, you still kind of had those bonds that were known, whereas, like, compared to this season, where really now, I mean, it's just, it's so difficult to call. Uh, look, our, our final, you know, the final couple of episodes, well, you know, like even the final eight, was so boring in our season um, and we all knew that when they when they did the captain's pick. Um, I remember all of us saying, oh, God, the, the fans are going to hate this because it was just so one-sided all the time. And um, it, the, the bond between Ellen and Lee obviously was unbreakable and, and you know, good on them. Um, but I think, you know, people sh- should have started to break. Matt was supposed to go before me. Um so I don't know how he got to where he got. Um, Flick nearly got taken out in the first couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, they're just, they got very comfortable, very comfortable and cocky in their position. And so, obviously uh, it beat them in the little bottom at the end with Chrissy uh, just uh, hanging on the edge and there she was. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I remember sitting there with Nick. Because we used to do a lot of eye rolling on the jury, and you know she would not give up, even when when you thought, oh, this is suicide. She stuck to her guns, and you know backed herself, and and look what happened. Mm. So, kudos to kudos to Christy. She's I mean, in, that's why everyone voted for her. Yeah, and well, she's in Europe right now, spending her money. I think, from what I'm judging on Instagram, I she. Is. <laughs> she She's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, it She's was, had a blast. It was, it was definitely a fascinating, um, you know, way. Because I, I was overseas when it was airing and, like, the second half. So, I, I never got to watch it really till I got back. But I, I found out who won. And I remember seeing that, like, going, what? Christy won? Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm not seeing it. You kind of don't see it in context because... I was kind yeah. of going on the side of things that it was going to, but you know, continue the trend of the two previous Australian Survivor seasons that the pro athlete would go on to win it and that Lee would win it. So, um, oh, Lee, Lee's an awesome guy, such a nice man, uh, and physically he was fantastic in the game. Um, yeah, but Christy just took him out. So it is what it is. It is. That's that's how quick it can turn. Yeah. On you. So for all we know, you know I, I, remember, um, I thought it was absolute suicide for um, um, Mark and Sam in this season. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute people see you, you know, getting together, obviously you're going to you're going to be um, eliminated. So you know, if they had been smart about it and, and you know kept it sort of a little bit professional, maybe Mark would have got to the end. Maybe. Because he's very strong. Yeah. And and Sam, she's what a gorgeous girl she is. Yeah. Um, she's clever. She probably could have got a little bit further in the game as well. But I mean, they're happy. They're still together. They're waiting yes, for their holding commercial. Yes. So, so 
You know, they're, they're waiting for their holding commercial at the same time. Oh, so they probably, they'll probably get it too. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I can see. I want. I want Luke in a holding commercial. Can you not imagine Luke driving around in his, uh, you know, trailblazer? Like I'm the king. So I've got my trailblazer. <laughs> I'm sure someone will pick Luke up for sure. Yeah, he can have his 15 minutes, and and I hope he enjoys it too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now yeah. uh, we've obviously got a, a a bunch of listener questions that I want to get to in a second. We're going to get you to rate these episodes episodes too just before we get there but I, I touched on an interesting trip you you are at the time of recording this two days away from uh, heading mm. off on your next adventure you're going you're going to china sue uh what, what tell our yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about this because this sounds like an absolutely fascinating trip that you're going on well um serious side of it is uh after i got out of the game um act for kids which is a, a national charity that looks after children who've been uh, mentally and sexually abused um, they provide free professional services for these kids. So they asked what I like to be an ambassador and um, children uh, particularly who have been abused is something close to my heart. So I said, absolutely. So they've made me the face of um, the Great Wall of China trek, which I'm taking off in two days, and we're going to be trekking for nine days. And it's going to bring, hopefully bring and raise awareness and some money to this charity and for the kids. Fantastic. So if anyone's interested, they can uh, look, go Google Everyday Hero, Sue Clark, and um, donate away. It would be awesome. And you're um, not the only every- one from your cast going on this too, I believe, are you, Sue? No. Kat, Kat and I are really close. Um, we've kept in contact. And she said, oh, I'm coming. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so Kat's... Kat's coming along with me. Uh, Sammy O'Brien from Channel 7 in Brisbane is going. She's an ambassador. My husband and uh, a couple of other, um, the founder of Act for Kids and his partner are going. And um, a lady from Cairns, I believe, Townsville. Okay. Townsville's going. Yeah. There you go. There you so go. look, get on my Instagram. I'll be throwing some. Um, What's your Instagram, awesome Sue? Tag it out. What? What is it? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> 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 that's that's a good start. Uh, do people just search for Sue Clark and they'll find you? Or <laughs> yeah, Sue Clark fifty six. I think it is. There you go. Instagram it. Yeah. People yeah. will be able to find it. I'm sure they're about to find it. Um, but yeah, I mean, have you have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Social media, that is. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you're posting selfies every day. You know, putting your Instagram story out there with your little voice changes and all that sort of stuff. Um, is this your first time that you're going to to China? Uh, the Great Wall of China. Yes, um, I, I've travelled a bit, uh, and I only seen a little bit of China. So, um, oh yeah, that was a long, long answer to short answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Oz Network. We provide long-winded questions for long-winded answers. It's 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 how we roll. Um, you I've know. sort of been there, but no, not not for this particular. You know, this trek. Uh, it's a bucket list of mine, actually. Um, I feel a little bit selfish. You know, me getting so much out of it. Um, I've always wanted to see the Great Wall of China, so I'm really looking forward to it. So do you can't wait? Do you like it to camp on the wall, or like, do you know kind of the specifics no, of like trekking no. along it? It's little towns, I think, or, right? Or whatever villages, and um, we're doing a community project in a Mongolian village where we're going to be 
planting trees one day. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's through the HUMA, H-U-M-A challenge, world challenges. There's a whole pile of them and uh, what you do is you raise a certain amount of money uh, for the charity and you also go and help communities. Fantastic. Uh, wherever you visit. We'll, we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll obviously share the link on our social media too to, to let people know about it and put it up on our website yeah, so right. so people can obviously click and, and check it. And, and, I mean, judging your, you know, beloved Instagram account that you love to bits, will you be sharing um, <laughs> posts along the way or should people maybe follow Kat so they can uh, get a little bit more no, updates? Mine, or mine. <laughs> Yours, yours, yours. Before I went into Survivor, I had a big 38 people on my Instagram <laughs> And then at the height of it all, it went to 3,200. Wow. And now it's um, oh, it's 2,600 or something. Oh, they left. People dropped off. Uh, over 1,000. Why? That's a, That's a bit rude. In the heart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it drops every day. I don't know how it works. But, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Come it's on, people. Loss. Follow Sue. That's horrible. Come on. <laughs> You need to get your well, thousand, lo- well, thousand more followers on Instagram. Come on, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> oh, you look at the others. They've all got what twenty four thousand. <laughs> Just an old girl. Who, 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 who do you, who do you think? And I, I don't have the facts to back this up, so I can't even clarify the answer here. But who, who would you say from your cast would have, have the most? Who, who do you think's the most? I don't want to say social media whore. That's a bit inappropriate. I'm going to say social media savvy. Uh, um. Oh, there's a few that are on it. A lot, um, including myself. Now I've become a bit addicted to it. Um, oh, I don't know. I think I think Lee's the king of social media. Can I just say, him and his uh, stories that he's posting on Instagram. I mean, he's 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 quite the entertainer on his uh, social media accounts. And uh, between him and Elle, you know, I think they they might be the king and queen from your season. Oh well, well Elle's Elle's gorgeous girl. I mean, she's. This bell of ashes that she's got happening, you know, she's going to make a difference, Elle. Elle's not putting herself out there, if you like. She's putting um, what she believes in and, and, and she's, she wants to help people. So, yeah, everyone get behind Elle for sure. Definitely. And yeah. the, the other silent hero in social media circles, particularly on Twitter, is our mate Dez, who, can I just say, he loves his Twitter and uh, it's... It's it's fun to watch Dez on Twitter get involved in conversations with people. It's actually a lot of fun. Now, Dez is probably listening to this, but Dez, I really do appreciate your uh, your entertaining tweets that go out there. I, I I don't know if you use Twitter much, Dez Sue, but you need to follow Dez if you do. Oh, I've got a Twitter account, but because I'm a, a, a personal trainer, so I thought you know I'll get get a Twitter account going, and you know because my my little business is called Tribal Edge Fitness. You like the tribal edge? I like it. It's clever. Um, I like it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I was getting onto social media. But, yeah, um, I haven't done much of it, uh, personal training, since I got back. So, I really need to get back into that. You're going to yeah. have the experience of walking the wall. Yeah. Yeah, Des is amazing. Yeah, Des yeah. is an amazing tweeter. So, there you go. You learn something new. You have to check him out. People need to follow him on Twitter. He's he's a hoot and a half on uh, on Twitter, the old Des. So uh, he, he, said, he tells it like it is. That's for oh, sure. that's that's an understatement. 
Yeah. Uh, now, before we get to these list of questions, Sue, what we do uh, with each of the episodes, we have a rating. I told you a brief bit about this on off-air. So, essentially, we go on each of the episodes that have aired this week, and we basically get you to rate each episode. So, if you love the episode, you thought it was amazing, you buy it. If you thought, yeah, that was okay, I neither loved it or hated it, you rent it. And if you thought, that was shit, that was terrible, get rid of it, you would bin it and get rid of it forever. So... I'll start with Sunday night's episode. What what did you think of Sundays? Would you buy that? Would you rent it? Or would you bin it? I'd rent it. You'd rent it? Yeah. Alrighty. We'll pop that in the yellow category. Uh, what about uh, Monday night, last night's episode? I thought it was a ripper because they got Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she had no idea. She had no idea. Is that is that a subtle little hint that you weren't the biggest Sarah fan? I didn't really touch on that this episode. Oh. but. <laughs> She didn't see it coming, and I, I like that. I thought that was pretty good. So, you like yeah. a good blindside. You like it when they... Yeah. Yep. Okay. And okay. tonight's episode, uh, The Luke Boot. Mm. Mm. I, I'd rent it. Rent it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sim- similar path to me, except I, I went buy, rent, rent. You've gone uh, rent, buy, rent. So... We're, oh, because you really like Tessa, don't you? I, I just, I think that the episode in general, I kind of liked the the split that they went. And I, it was kind of one of those ones where I like a good episode where you're tense and nervous in a tribal council and your heart's actually beating. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I was kind of like, oh my God. And That's then I was true. like crying and breaking shit because Tessa went. No, um, okay. <laughs> I'm changing it. You're oh, oh. Me. I'm changing it. You're right. Because I forgot that. You're dead right. Okay, yeah. we've we've changed the I'll mind. All right, we'll we'll put that in the green category here on our on our list, and uh, yeah. there you go, right. lock it in, Eddie. Done. All right, yeah. Sue, we have gotten a great bunch of listener questions here, and now I think we we set a record. I want to say when we had Des on a few weeks ago, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you have broken Des's record in terms of oh, most questions yeah. we've Take ever that, got for Des. an Australian Survivor contestant. So. Uh, I wanted if to. Anyone says what's Sue's big move? I'm walking out. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll code them slightly differently. I'll give a politician's <laughs> question and then I'll word them and avoid right. it overall. But so to everyone who sent this in, yeah. thank you so much. Because I will say that um, before we got Des on, every single listener question segment would go, "Can you get Des on?" So we got Des on. Then it would be, uh-huh. "Can you get Craig back on?" We got Craig back on. Yeah. And then it was, "Can we get Sue on?" We've gotten Sue oh, on. And now everybody's wanting Flick and Phoebe. Like, they're never satisfied. So, <laughs> uh, I love our listeners. They're great. Uh, Flick and Phoebe, yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, we'll I'll answer those as we go along here because, uh, yes, we've only got two more to go and we'll, we'll cover it. All right, so we're going to start off with okay. our first question here from Chloe Jane Curtis. Chloe, thank you for your question. Chloe says, Sue, what was going through your head when you saw Christy walk to Tribal Council having won immunity, and what was the standout moment at Tribal Council that made you decide to vote for her? Um, yeah, I, I remember this vividly. Uh, the Tribal Council before, she could have got rid of Elle and she didn't and we all thought you're crazy so the three of them went and I I thought there's no way you're going to win and when I came in there and saw her with the um, immunity necklace I I clapped I applauded her as I walked in I couldn't believe it um yep fantastic and what was this and and I think everyone thought the same thing Mm mm-hmm and what was winning the standout moment at that final tribal council that made you decide to vote for her um, Christy, 
struggled through the game. I mean, she'd be the first one to admit that. And when she gave her final speech, and you've got to remember that um, you only saw maybe half an hour of, of what happened. We were there for two hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. She was extremely articulate. She just she could list off every single thing that she did, and it was very hard to argue with her um, that she'd done it tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee, Lee um, we saw was quite comfortable in his alliance with Elle and didn't make very many big moves. He sort of let the girls take over for a while. Um, physically, he was awesome, um, but Christy. Christy trumped him, really. So so at the end of the day, it really should be uh, waiting for Lee's big move rather than waiting for Sue's big move. <laughs> Lee didn't have to make a big move. You meant, to, you meant to go with this, Sue. We've killed off the joke about you, so now we need to uh, turn this into the Lee joke. Uh, <laughs> how many times are I going to say? Jenna and I nearly got Christy in that last one. And actually, as a matter of fact, I, I'd had a gut full. And it was my last ditched attempt to just, we were just mucking around with him just to have a play. And just before he called out the last one, there was like four, Christy, four me or something, and there was only one vote in it. I turned to Jenna and I said, oh, shit, I think I've done it. And there was no way that I felt like going back in there. Because in my mind, I kept thinking, I'm going to have chips I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to be able to watch the rugby. And I, I was all set for walking out. And all of a sudden it was almost like, oh, my God, I'm going back in there. So, yeah. So everyone with a big move, suck on it, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> That is a quote of the uh, that is a quote of the season right there. Uh, not only have we killed off the joke, but you have owned it. You've made your big move right there by telling everyone to suck Thank it. You. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> thanks, Chloe, for that one. Um, Margaret Smith. Uh, Margaret says, "Sue, you were such an amazing person on the season to watch. I'm 66 years old, and seeing you in that <laughs> challenge, holding the ropes with the coconuts, made me so proud of you." especially for the older crowd. You are a true role model. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, um, oh, to you. She's got a question at the end there. She says, my only question for Sue is, have you met the amazing Des? Yes. Uh, yes, I have. Des was in my little group when we first got to the island. We weren't allowed to talk to each other. But Des being Des, <laughs> uh, when we are in the back of a van, Turned around and sh- he shook my hand. He said, "Good luck," and we got we got sprung and got into trouble for it. So on wow. your Des, <laughs> on your Des. <laughs> but yeah, actually, uh, I've, we've talked on the phone. Fantastic. We've talked on the phone. Good to yeah. hear. There's there's a, yeah. there's a hidden alliance that I wish we had have seen. I wish we had have seen the Des Sue Showmance on Survivor, and that you two, if you two oh, had run that game, that would have been incredible. There'll be no Roman. No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, everyone talks about all-stars. There you go, Des. How about you and me, babe? Done. I want to see that. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Margaret. Uh, Miranda. Miranda says, uh, favourite challenge you competed on? This is a few questions here, so I'll start off with the first one. Favourite challenge you competed on your season? Favourite challenge? Uh, definitely the coconuts. Um, the mud challenge was fantastic. There was so much fun. 
Um, the water slide one, mm-hmm. that was good. Uh, yeah, uh, they're all good. They're all fun. Um, loved the um, auction. Yeah. That, that was such a great day. We could all just relax and um, I, I bid for a, uh, a – I've got a scotch fillet, chips, pepper sauce, and um, oh, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was That's great. Always my favorite. I, that is literally my favorite part of any season when they have the uh, the auction. I just yeah. there's just something about it that I like. You know, I know people like love the loved ones visit and things like that, which is you know they're great. But I just there's something oh, about the I auction. I love oh. the auction and I love gross food eating challenges, which they never do anymore. I know. I was all prepared for that too. I would have done that. Yeah. I remember Nick sitting next to me in the. Um, uh, the auction, and he bid, and we were still a bit niggly with each other at that stage, and he only got a clue. And when he sat down next to me, I turned to him and said, you know what, that is Nick? And he said, what? I said, that's a big, fat target. <laughs> 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 Nick would have loved that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, now, Miranda also adds, uh, what is the challenge that you most uh, wish that you could have competed on but didn't? Oh, well, initially, in the early days, I sat out, I think, about four. Um, and there was a few that I really would have liked to have done. Um, oh, there was the one with the, the barrel rolling and, mm-hmm. you know, where they were and they're passing people over the top. Yep. Um, that would have been really good. Um, what else was there? Um Oh, another one I enjoyed. Sorry, um, I enjoyed the basket pulling people down. You know, we were trying to get the basketball. That was yep. good. The netball. Yep. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do them all. I think maybe the first, very first one I looked at, and I thought, "Holy shit! If this is what it's going to be like, oh, I'm I'm going home now." Um, there's a lot of cargo nets, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I doubted myself. Uh, initially, and I shouldn't have because I I could have done it. Wow. Well, that's that's mm. inspirational. I like hearing that. Um, now, Miranda also adds, uh, would you have a favourite challenge and a least favourite challenge from the American version that you've seen over the years? Oh. Oh, God, there, there's so many. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's a very open-ended question, this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a fan of the show, I, I love them all. I mean, you, you as a fan too, you sit there and, and you, you're yelling out, you, don't do that, you can do this, and you, you know, you're the best person to do the job. So I probably love them all, really. Good answer. There wasn't one I think I couldn't do. Good good answer. I like it. Open-ended. Thanks very much for those questions uh, there, Miranda. Now, Sally uh, says, this is a common one that we get through a, for a lot of you guys on from your season, which I think is always a very interesting one, though. Uh, she asks, if your tribe had have won the pick-your-own-tribe reward, who would yeah. you have picked on your tribe? Um, well, we would have pulled... Oh, no, we had Sam, didn't we? Um, Lee... Would have split Lee and Elle up, so would have got Lee over. Um, who else was there? Just 
that's pretty much it, really, because I, I wasn't a huge fan of Sanapu. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of them at all. A- any particular reason you want to divulge tonight on that, Sue, or you want to kind of um, keep that hush-hush? <laughs> no, I, no. They just... It was my demographic. A lot of them... Um, yeah, no. I wasn't keen on them. Good. Yeah, right. At that at that stage. But now you're fine with them, right? You're completely. Oh, everyone's them. everyone's great. Everyone's wonderful. Good. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, thank you for that question, Sally. Uh, Matt says, uh, wow, Sunday night's episode was amazing. Was the 3-2-2-2 vote a survivor first? I'm drawing a blank. Sue and Ben, can you remember this ever happening before on American Survivor? Um, I know on Borneo they had like a... It was one of the very first votes of the merge was like a three, two, two, one, five, twenty seven. Like it was there was a million votes going on there. Uh so that would be off the top of my head the only one that I could probably remember. Um I don't think it happens very often at no, all. No. It's a very, very mm. rare thing. That that would be something that I would have to research and I know we would have listeners who automatically are yelling at their speakers right now telling me that there is I'm yeah, just looking at Borneo, it was uh, the first vote at the merge was a four one 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 vote. So there you go. <laughs> what, what, what a waste of votes! Well, that was the first season, I guess, when that really was the point when we realised there was an alliance at that point. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, to take out uh, poor old Gretchen, but um, yeah, that that so Gretchen, Colleen, Richard, Sue, Jervis, Jenna, and Rudy all got votes in the one tribal council. I, I would, off the top of my head. I would surely say that is the most in one tribal council. Again, there's probably somebody screaming at their speaker saying there's another one, but that's what I would say, Matt. Um, There was a a tribal that I was involved in where there was myself, Connor, Kate and Christy, I think, mm -hmm. and I was trying to get them to vote Lee out and Kate, Kate wouldn't. Um, she wanted to keep strong team, strong team. So we all decided we would vote for Matt. And when we come to tribal, the three of them all put different names down. I thought, what? <laughs> you know, it was just a complete waste of votes. So that was yeah. so that was the night that, if, that Connor went home. So that was a six four one yes. one one vote, according to what I'm seeing that's here. That's right. Uh, so I mean, that's that's a pretty complex one there. Um, so yeah. the, I mean, that's the, stupid. <laughs> there's, there's definitely occasions where there have, but I, 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 if you're basing that Matt on a like a three-way tie plus then a three vote to break that tie, off the top of my head, probably the first. But if you're referencing like, have there been all over the shop votes before? I, there's a couple there, but again, I'm sure there are other ones that people can fill us in. Uh, Matt also adds. Sue, you are outstanding on your season and a pleasure to watch. You truly are a survivor goddess if you are familiar with the status in the fan community. It's a, it's a very, um, it's an honourable term. If you're called a goddess, oh, you that? are oh. the best of the best oh. amongst the fan community. Oh. Uh, and oh, she, and then Matt adds, please come back for All Stars. <laughs> oh, I don't think they'll have me, but anyway, I'm game. I'm certainly game for it. <laughs> there you go, Matt. Contact Channel Ten. I'm sure they'll listen. Uh, all right, now Leah, Leah P. I'm gonna I'm gonna word this slightly differently at the beginning here. Wow, oh, yeah. Sue's 
coming on the podcast. Um, I'm not going to say what she mentioned in the middle of that about big moves. Uh, did not see this coming. I'm beyond thrilled. Uh, Leah then adds, had you and Jenna Louise managed to get Christy out on your boot episode uh, because the votes worked out your way, what was your game plan moving forward, even if Jenna Louise went next? Yeah, well, we... Flick and I had um, a bit of a plan. Um, Flick, I don't know if people remember, Flick and I were down at the water one day and we decided that we would work together and she promised and and they've told me since that they were going to take me to number five. And the only reason that they voted me off that night was when Jenna won the immunity and I jumped up and down and I hugged her and they... They've told me since they went, oh, she's that close. Uh. So, bang, gone. So, um, if Christy had have gone, Jenna and I would then have moved in on Flick and Brooke. Right. And probably would have broken up Ellen Lee, for sure, and Sam, because Sam was very tight with uh, Lee as well. So, I think... We would have talked Flick and um, Brookie around and attacked Lee, Elle and Sam. So Because big... Matt would have been with us too, I, re- I reckon. So the big what if in that scenario then, Sue, is who wins? Oh, me. Of course. I, thought I was expecting you to answer oh, that. Right. <laughs> no, um, Jenna was very strong. Brooke was strong. Um, she was good. Uh, it would have been interesting because I think you would have seen a lot of big blind sides then with the, what was left with us. Um, I think it would have been pretty interesting. And if you had have thrown Phoebe in there, that there, there would have been blood, so that would have been great. Yeah. So, yeah. A different season altogether there. That would have been yeah, fascinating. Uh, that's my only regret about the whole game was that I was very overt about supporting Jenna um towards the end and it did me in because Flick had me told me that I was going to number five. Hmm. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thanks Lee for that. Again we we didn't see any part of your other question there that that joke died, remember, so we don't need to mention that. Uh now one of my favourite listeners, because I just love saying her name on this episode, Sasha Pewterschmidt. What a beautiful last name you have, Sasha. <laughs> Seriously love saying that last name. Uh, now, Sasha asks, so you've got, I'm going to give you some contestant names and you have the option of kissing them, slapping them, hugging them or running away. Okay. So, so there's one of four options. I'm going to go through these contestants for you right now. Christy. Yeah. Kiss. Oh, okay. Uh, just, just just, getting that image out of my head. That's a nice one. Uh, Flick. Oh, yeah, yeah, but- on the cheek, on the cheek. Oh, damn it. You just, okay. All right. She was my snuggle buddy for a long time. She was, she was my backpack. You know, she kept me warm. <laughs> Your backpack. You know, now, now I've got this image of you just with a little Christy backpack walking around the Great Wall of China. That's, um, that's, uh, I like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, Flick. Flick, I would have slapped Flick. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, a little cuddle. Little cuddle. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Joan from this season. Joan. Well, yeah, she was a cutie. Um, 
Cuddle. Cuddle. Uh, Luke. Cuddle, is yeah, yeah. So you got kiss, slap, hug, or run away. So yeah, cuddle. Uh, what would what would you do with Luke? Definitely cuddle, Luke. Mm-hmm. Kent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was quite witty. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very witty, but I think he would have cut me off at the knees. So maybe run away. <laughs> Good answer, uh, Craig. Mm-hmm. Oh, Craig, I'll put my tongue right down his throat. He's gorgeous. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Let's yeah. be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got some Ameri- Ameri- old lady and a gay boy, but anyway, <laughs> we love each other. It's 2017. <laughs> Come on now. Love is love. Is love. Um, so, some American contestants for you now. Uh, Sue Hawk. Sue Hawk, no, run away. <laughs> uh, T-Bird. Yeah. Who's t- which one's T-Bird? She was on uh, Africa. She was kind of like, people like to say she's Tina 2.0, but don't let her know that I said that because she'd hate me for saying that. <laughs> oh, cuddle, cuddle, because I like Tina. Uh, Rupert. Oh, um, definitely cuddle. Yeah, he's a big teddy bear, Rupert. Uh, Aubrey. Yeah. Aubrey. Yeah, no, I wouldn't slap her. <laughs> Is there an in-between between cuddle and slap? Uh, slap? Uh, She's in between. You would, like, go to slap her, but then you would sort of half cuddle her, but then you'd be like, eh. Yeah, I, I can see yeah. it. Uh, Sari. Yeah. Oh, cuddle. Yep. Uh, Tyson. Do you remember Tyson? Tyson? Yeah. Uh, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I like your little cheeky giggle after that. Uh, Sandra? Oh, um, I like Sandra. Yeah, yeah, I'd kiss Sandra, yeah. And uh, the final one here is Ty. Oh, no. No, run away. (laughs) Oh, poor Ty. All right, there you go. Thanks, uh, Sasha Pewter-Smith. Just had to say your name again. Um, Mitch, thank you for this question, Mitch. He's got three questions here. Uh, The first one, uh, he asks, biggest diva around camp on your tribe? And he adds here that Craig answered Nick on this uh, episode a few weeks ago. Um. Yeah, yeah, Nick did <laughs> spit it a couple of times. Uh, biggest diva. Craig, Craig was in a funny way. Um, ooh. Oh, Phoebe. Absolutely. Phoebe. <laughs> any any Phoebe. Phoebe diva stories you wish to share with us this evening? Oh, she used to do my head in. Um when she came over, uh, I, I said to Kate, I really like Phoebe, and, and I do, I love Phoebes, but when we wouldn't let her into our alliance, she did a lot of whinging about why can't I, you know, why aren't you letting me into your alliance? And it annoyed me a lot, yeah. Okay. Or she, yeah, she, she was a, she used to suck a lot. Interesting, interesting. Uh, now Sorry, Mitch, Phoebes, but you did. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch adds. She uh... knows it. She's with Russell now. That's all good. Uh, who was your? Who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island on your season? Um, Exile Island. What? Just to give them the shits? 
I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, I would think Flick. Flick, okay. And uh, we kind of already answered this one, but uh, Mitch asks at the end, who have you remained in contact with the most from your season? Oh, uh, a lot of them. Uh, Jenna and I are tight. Cat, obviously. Nick. Matt. Um, Brookie. Um, yeah, most of them. Thieves. I'll mention. I'll yeah, mention. I'll mention Craig in there as well because I should thank Craig. Craig oh, obviously oh, helped connect us here this Craig, evening. Yeah. So uh, big thanks to Craig, yeah. of course, for for helping uh, this out. We again, we listen to the fans when they want to get a guess, and we were going to get you on anyway, Sue. But obviously, with the fan demand, we thought that helped our cause a little bit. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for those questions, Mitch. Now, uh, Latifa says uh, it's so freaking amazing how the Asanga Alliance have managed to dismantle Samatau without a single idol to their collective name. They are truly the kings of overcoming massive numerical disadvantage. Foa Foa I2 are in shock. These past two weeks are so incredible. The best survivor has produced in about four years, no questions asked. Do you guys agree? Uh, I I think it's really entertaining. I think... Um, I think our season set set the the benchmark um, and showed show them what to do this season. You know, don't repeat some of the things that happened last season. So I think that's what's making this season move along really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I would. I, I would definitely agree what you said, Sue. I would definitely agree that we've had some amazing uh, episodes in the last two weeks. I think the the thing that makes it a little bit difficult to compare, particularly if you're sort of mainly putting up against the US version, obviously in two weeks we've had six episodes, whereas in the US we would have only had two episodes. So if you're kind of comparing it to that, look, I think we had a good string of episodes in Game Changers. Um, I think Second Chance had a good string of episodes. Even Co-Rong... And Millennials Gen X had a few good strength. Look, it's it's a valid point. I would definitely say it's up there. I'm not dismantling your point there, Latifah. But from a personal standpoint, uh, I think we've had a few solid two-week spreads in the US one that it would be up there. But from an Australian survivor perspective, yes, I would say probably the strongest two weeks as a collective bunch of episodes we've had in the last two years. But not taking away from your season, Sue, but I would just lumping them mm. together. But... Uh, well, you know Interesting what, um, question, Latifa. Just just because I'm Australian, I'm not saying this, but I, I personally, and I love the American Survivor, loved it. Um, I I think that we're on a par, if not a little bit better. It's, it's, that's actually a conversation I had with somebody during this week, and I think I, I really think we could probably do a nice roundtable discussion episode on this because I think mm. the thing that and that's not just coming from Australian fans too. I've actually spoken to American fans who have said our version to them has been better than the last five US seasons. And yeah, I think so. It, look, I I think we could get a good episode out of that because I I definitely see points to it. I I would agree with mm. it on some levels. I would disagree with it on some. So I think that that's definitely a, a very interesting topic that people keep raising, um, and I think one that we need to maybe explore a little bit, and particularly maybe after this upcoming US season that's starting this week just to see kind of how it can compare because, yeah, it's an interesting topic of debate, Zoo. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jonathan, I think, 
has really come into his own. I think Completely he's fantastic. Um, and I know we're answering questions, but just quickly, I'd like to say that, um, and I know other people have said it, how cool would it be to have a, a, an Australian-US battle? Yeah, completely um, agree. Because we're, we're different people, really. Uh, we're more laid back. We're more casual. Um, I, I think it would be... I think it'd be very well received. I think I I agree. And I think the the biggest thing you, you going on your point there about being casual, more laid back is look at the reactions of people when they get voted out. I mean, Luke was look at Luke's reaction tonight. He's hugging people. Everyone's (laughs) smiling. They're laughing. It's voted out. That's not an American season. It's not happening. And I'm not disrespecting Americans. I'm just simply saying that that's how they would work that through. And I think that comparable right then and there and, and exactly right. And I think kind of as a collective, uh, through your season and through what I know of this season, the whole cast are very tight. Whereas, yeah, you have US yeah. seasons where the cast are tight, but for the most part, you kind of have your clicks and your spreads on US seasons that don't generally stick together as much as the Australian ones are. And again, as similar to what we said, we're a lot more laid back uh, as Australians, and I think that's kind of our personality. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely, that's a great, I'd love to see US uh, uh, versus Australia. I, I think the more realistic yeah. one, now that we've got a New Zealand survivor, I honestly think okay. we have a realistic opportunity of that being uh, a season in a few years. They did it with The Amazing Race, so it wouldn't oh, surprise yeah, yeah. me if cool. they did that with Survivor, which I would be great. I mean, I don't know if you caught the yeah. New Zealand Survivor, Sue, but it actually was pretty decent, so. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um like I said, I'm only just starting to, to be able to watch Survivor again after my <laughs> little experience. So, yeah. Once you get past the uh, the whole ick sense on the New Zealand one, it's, it's watchable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, now, Ruth Marie, um, oh, no, this is, sorry, that was uh, Latifah's question. Apologies. Ruth Marie, this is your, I nearly avoided your question. Sorry, Ruth Marie. Uh, your question is here, who from this season, the one that we're watching right now, would you have made an alliance with if you were on this season and who would have you want gone home? Um, I would have made an alliance, I think, um, with Luke and um, no, not, not not the other girls. <laughs> uh, not not Sarah. <laughs> no, no Sarah. No, I would have been gunning for Sarah for sure. Um, yeah, Lukey, I think. Luke and Tara, maybe. I'd watch that alliance. That'd be fun. Uh, now, Ruth Marie adds, I mean, you sort of touched on this uh, previously. She says, have you caught up with any of your new Perth additions to the Survivor family, e.g. Sarah, Luke, Ben, Lockie? And don't forget Mark. And Mark, yes. Uh, yeah, you forgot one there, Ruth. I'm blaming her, not me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Ruth. Yes, I have. I've caught up with Mark and Sam. Fantastic. There you go. Um, now, Ruth Marie adds at the end there, uh, much appreciated for coming on the podcast. Sue, I know many listeners have asked for you like they did with Craig and Flick. So, there you go. That's a little comment she adds at the end. Uh, now, Marlene Bottoms. Marlene says, uh, with this week ending with episode 21, we only have two more weeks to go with Australian Survivor. I think Survivor won't be on October the 1st with the NRL Grand Final. Uh, I will say you are correct, Marlene. I did look at the TV guide before this episode 
And yes, Survivor is not on this Sunday night. I was going to point that out at the end, but you've you've beat me to the punch there. So that means two episodes next Come week. Come on, the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you with your rugby comment before there if you oh if you had a team. Oh, my God. Go the, go the Cowboys. Is that, is that your team or are you yes. just... Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sharks man. I was there last year at the grand final. Just... Yeah, what if? Semi-brag. Yeah. You knocked us out of the, yeah. the finals, too. I like the Cowboys, too, so you're, you're all right. Yeah. Um, so that means that two episodes next week with three the week after. So the reunion and finale is going to be on the Tuesday, on Tuesday, October 10th. Mark your calendars. Just on that, Marlene, I've heard it's on the Monday. But again, judging on how the episodes are spread, it would make sense it's on a Tuesday. But from what I've been told, it might be on the Monday, which I would maybe think they might have a double episode maybe on Monday or Tuesday next week. Again, I don't know. That's just what I've heard. Um, but again, that makes more sense. But just judging on the whispers I've heard, it might be on the 9th, which is a Monday. But anyway. Uh, now, Marlene adds at the end there, Sue, have you been contacted to attend the reunion show along with your other cast members or are you not allowed to comment? I'm still so sad your cast didn't get a reunion. Well, I mean, I guess we know you're not going to be there because you're going to be in China, right? But uh, did, you get, yeah, yeah. did you get contacted uh, at least? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't invited. Um, but that, that's okay. Like I said before, um, this is season two's uh, parade and, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy just to, to let them have their parade. I don't want to rain on it. Um, I'd love to catch up with them at some stage down the track um, because I think we all share, you know, a bond um, that, that we're so lucky to have been you know, given the opportunity to play this great game. Um, but no, some some did. Some did. I think that, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I am aware of a few that were invited and a few that weren't. I mean, again, not really my place to comment on that. But, um, yeah, yeah I... I I think it's interesting kind of how I, I've heard they're doing this finale as opposed to obviously, sadly, you guys didn't get one. Um, so uh, it's going to be fascinating, I think, to, to kind of see. I'm just quickly jumping on uh, the TV guide to see if there's anything in any news in terms of what's happening uh, next week. And, I mean, Australian Survivor on Monday night looks like it's just a single episode. And Tuesday night, Tuesday? possibly, if we jump onto Tuesday, um, that also looks like... This is great. Uh, it's a single episode too. So, obviously, that would mean then that, yeah, we would have the finale on the Tuesday. So, um, yeah, yeah. Unless... Unless they do maybe have it so that, like, Monday night will be like how they do the US version, you know, how they have, like, maybe episode 26 is the reunion technically, so maybe 25 will be, like, the finale and then they'll just have the finale followed by the reunion. That's just, again, another guess. Again, I'm probably completely wrong on hearing that Monday night thing, so... Um, I'm sure Channel 10 will release details of it in the the coming week about how the finale will work, so... Yeah. Yeah. So that's that point. Uh, now, uh, Marlene has a question for me, which uh, I will answer after uh, we say farewell to Sue. We're not getting to that yep. point yet. Uh, so I'll get to that soon, Marlene. Uh, now, Sophie uh, Robert, Robert, uh, apologies there, Sophie, if I'm pronouncing your surname correct, incorrectly there. Um, similar, to, we've already kind of answered this one in a way. Uh, she asks, who was the most difficult person to live with at camp 24-7? The most difficult well, when I got to the merge, Nick, because Nick just would not let up on me, you know, because I voted for him, um, 
Yeah, so he was driving me insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll go with Nick. Thanks, Sophie. Uh, Jean. Jean says, what is your honest opinion on the non-elimination twist, having experienced one yourself, getting kidnapped to another tribe? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate it with that a, one. <laughs> the captain's pick and that was stupid. 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 It, it, could, it could have been such a different um, outcome. Um, I think they ruined it. Was there they much? Was there much conversation back at camp, like, or, or did like the producers tell you off for like dissing their twists? Are you allowed to say like, "Oh, I think this is stupid"? No, you weren't allowed to talk production at all. Right. Okay. No. There you no. go. Because uh, I, I for one, would have been one of these people going, "This is a, I, I bag it out enough as it is on this podcast." If I'm there playing it, I'm like, "This is stupid. What's going on?" Um, uh, thanks, Gene. Uh, Ray says, "Which Survivor player?" Reminds you most of yourself when you were younger. I would say, Ray, that's a bit rude. She's young right now. No, I, I, no, I own my age. I, yep. I'm trying um, to, su- I'm trying to suck up to you, Sue. Don't take that away yeah. from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, ooh. What from our season or any? Oh, any I, it just doesn't really mention uh, in terms of specifics. So I guess. Whichever way you want well, to answer it. I think if I was younger, because I, I, I'm a, quite a tough person, really. Um, I'm a like, take-no-prisoners sort of person, and I don't suffer fools. But as I've got a lot older, I'm a little bit more laid back and placid. So um, I think you probably would have liked to have seen a younger Sue play the game because um, there would have been blood and limbs all over the place. <laughs> So, yeah. so someone like yeah. an a- AK or, you know, someone like that, maybe making moves, you know, kicking ass, mm-hmm. taking numbers. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. No, not AK from this season? Yeah. I mean, that's just the first one that popped to my head in terms of this season, but... Uh, no, no. Um, probably Sandra. Ah, okay. I can see Call it. it like it is. Yeah, there we go. All right. Good answer. Uh, Paul Dutch. Now, Paul says, The memory challenge was hilarious. Acting out the animals. Sue and Ben, was this the most fun challenge uh, we have ever had on Survivor? Best memory challenge ever. How do you both think you would do at it? (laughs) I think we got already answered this one before, didn't we? (laughs) Oh, think we would have done brilliantly don't you think ben i i, I really wish this is a point where we recorded the video of this uh podcast this is the point where right now i'd like you know act out an animal and you'd have to try and guess it so <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> i don't know how that would turn out uh, i yeah i i definitely think that's probably one of the the funnest challenges we've ever seen on survive that was it uh, was it was good that was yeah. brilliant i've uh, enjoyed it paul sort of adds uh i mean kind of answered based on your season, but Paul adds, uh, what is your favourite challenge that we've had on this season that we're watching right now? Um, I really like tonight's. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. The, yeah, yeah I, well, yeah, I too. agree. Yeah. It was, as I said before, it was a unique take on that one. Uh, Paul adds... Yeah, even playing field, you didn't have to be strong. Um, luck of the draw, Yeah. Paul adds at the end, just for, for me, says, will we have Flick and Phoebe on the last two weeks? Uh, I'm going to answer that a little bit more at the end, Paul, uh, so bear with me. I'll get to that. Uh, Wesley, thanks, Wesley, for your question. Uh, Sue, you, I can, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Did Ziggy make the dumbest moves with idols this season? If you had the super idols, 
what would have you told everyone uh, returning to camp and how would you use them? I mean, we kind of touched, I think, on Ziggy. You kind of mentioned that you didn't think she played them very well. So I guess in regards to that, what? how do you think you would have handled that had you come back to camp and had to try and explain that to everyone? Oh, gee. Um, I, I wouldn't have said it was a superpower. Um I'm not quite sure. Well, I'd have to think that one out because you know I just saw saw it and thought, oh, what a what a stupid what a waste, and didn't think about it anymore. I'd have to think about that one. Yeah. But um, I certainly wouldn't have used it the way she did. No, I think it was a waste. It was. It certainly divided the fans. That's that's definitely one. Uh, thanks, mm-hmm. Wesley, for that. Now, uh, our dear friend Granny Survivor, I'm going to save yours to last because, as always, you have some very interesting questions. Uh, Loretta. Uh, asks, Sue, when are you coming to Hearts of Reality for American fans of Australian Survivor? Phoebe and Flick came this year. Are you familiar with the Hearts of Reality event in, in yes. Florida? Yes, I am. Um, Jason, is it Jason Rasmussen? Yes, yes. Hello, um, yeah. friend. Yes, hello, Jason. Uh, He's, he will be listening to this. I know Jason well. <laughs> Stay, I've yeah, stayed with Jason in, in Denver, funnily enough. I've actually stayed at his oh, house. There you go. I've got a, a sister-in-law in Denver, lives in Denver. Beautiful city. Um, I, I would love to come over, but to be honest, I would sit there and people would go, who the hell is this lady? So I'd be very happy to help raise funds, but putting myself out there personally, um, no. I, I think you would be very surprised at just to how much you would get. I, I mean, having attended a couple of these events myself and – even, like, the ones that I would say as a Survivor fan, oh, they're a bit obscure, like, yeah, you might remember them. They, like, everyone knows. You've got these super fans who go to these events and they they are yeah. a thousand times more knowledgeable than myself and all the other podcast hosts combined. They are just obsessed. And you would be very oh, surprised. <laughs> oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. So, like I said, I'll support any charity, particularly, you know, for kids, but... Um, yeah, I'm not into humiliating myself. <laughs> uh, Jason, hello if you're listening. And, and actually, this is funny mentioning Jason because this kind of relates to... I, I know Jason is a huge fan of the Australian version, um, but yes. Loretta also adds, how do you feel about the international support for your version of Survivor having been a fan of the American one for 17 years? Well, to the fans, I'm sorry, but I, I have no idea. I, I didn't know we had a US fan base. I don't. I don't know. Do we? You do. Isn't that one? Yeah. We do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's awesome. a, there's there's as I was saying before, like um, a lot of American fans are really commendable on our version. Um, and yeah, it's even when I was in the US recently, and you'd have people talking to me about like, oh, I watch your version of the show, uh, and I know even a bunch of former <laughs> players have been watching. Uh, Adam, the winner of Millennials Gen X, he's just raving about it on social media. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he did the rounds when he came. He so, did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, definitely. And not obviously not just uh, America. Obviously, we know Canada's got a huge Survivor fan base. Uh, New Zealand, I know a few New Zealanders obviously pay attention. Uh, and I'm sure other countries outside those three that I'm mentioning, uh, I know we're getting listeners still from Europe and, you know, Asia. So, uh, hello to all our international listeners. If I'm not yeah. calling out your countries, we obviously know that a lot of people are following uh, our version. Uh, but thanks, Loretta, for that yeah. question. Do you think it's because um, the Castaway Productions uh, came into this? Look, I think I think it's, it's a real survivor. Yeah, I think. Sorry. I- 
I think that's kind of a lot. What of it? I mean, you you obviously have fans out there who will watch all of the versions. I mean, you know, it's not just Australia. Obviously, Israel is still doing their version. I think a lot of Eastern European and Sweden, obviously, where it originated, still do their version. But I kind of think a lot of the reason why fans follow the Australian one and, and the New Zealand one is because, as you were saying, it's it's very similar. Castaway Productions obviously are involved. The music, it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's pretty much the same show, just with Australians. And that's, I guess, that's what Australian fans wanted. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I've grown a real appreciation for the first two versions we did. I was on the hated bandwagon that people give them shit but i've recently rewatched both original seasons and i've grown a fondness for them which i think needs to be out there in public yeah. but having said yeah. that i definitely feel that a reason why it's got such an international following is because people who follow the u.s version very closely see the similarities in the australian version and the new zealand Absolutely. version whereas look yeah. i've never seen the israeli version i've never seen the swedish version i don't know how closely related they are in terms of that i think they're their okay. own shows so yeah. um i think that's kind of why but like it would be the same canada are so overdue to do their own version so if canada did their own version it would be the same if the uk got their shit together and produced a decent version it would be the same That'd be um, like Geordie Shaw, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did their own version. I think it was worse than our version that we did in 2002. So, oh, I watched um, the UK version, that's for sure. That'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still hanging out for Canadian Survive. That needs to be a thing. Um, thanks, yeah. Loretta, for that. Now, Anna, 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 I know you sent this question in before we killed the joke off, but I'm not asking that first question. Uh-huh. Second question. It's not really a question. Uh, well... Okay, Anna. She says, "I loved you on Family Feud, and your team won." Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to add the last bit she adds there because she talks about a dead joke. So um, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, That's yeah, all that Anna said. <laughs> she said, "Was this when yeah. you made your big move?" But um, we don't yeah, need to say yeah, that. See you, Anna. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Anna. Tribe has spoken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Craig Lowe. Craig says, uh, "What are your favourite players and seasons from the American Survivor?" Okay, um, I really liked Tina, and I liked Jerry. Ah, Jerry, yes. Kobe, Colby, Colby. Well, there was a Kobe uh, and a Colby. But, you can like both. <laughs> yeah, I liked Rupert because I thought he was one of the the first really interesting characters, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, he was back then. Very, very um, interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, now, you, now you're testing me. But I've just sort of named a few of the Australian ones, haven't I? The Australian version. Um, Any particular seasons yeah. that stand out? Overall seasons? Any particular of uh, the seasons overall that would stand out for you from the American? Oh, I loved Africa. Mm-hmm. I loved the one they did in Africa. I loved the one in Australia. Um, I think... Um, because I'm not a super, super fan, I think the South Pacific ones have all sort of blended into each other, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just seems to be the same thing, different people. Uh, same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, Cambodia I really liked. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and the one in um, South America. Okay. Nicaragua. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, good, good, good answers. Thanks for that, uh, question there, Craig. But Craig also adds, and this is, I think Craig's, we, we, I'm pretty sure it is you, Craig, and apologies if I'm getting you mixed up with one of our other, uh, regular listeners. Uh, Craig seems to have his ongoing statistic about how, um, Older players in Australian Survivor seem to struggle more than the US version. But he adds here, so you still hold the record for oldest player over 50 to make the merge in the Australian Survivor. I think the stats for 2002 and Celebrity Edition proves this as well. Uh, I think so. You should be proud. Um, and I'll just back that up quickly in saying that, Craig, double check that. You are correct. Uh, Shona was 49 and she made it to the final two. And uh, David Oldfield was 47. So uh, they would be your nearest competitors in terms of age. Hey, look, like, I've got to say, whether or not you like him as a person or whatever, one thing I suggest to people, go back and watch Celebrity Survivor. David Oldfield is an amazing player of Survivor. He is... He he wouldn't... He would take on pretty much a lot of these guys out there right now and beat them. I'm just going to put it out there. He was a very smart Survivor player. So okay. uh, we actually bit, we might be having him on the show in about a week or so just to talk to him about Survivor. So uh, I can get past Guy Leach. <laughs> I've had a crush on Guy Leach since I was about sixteen. I, I, I was that way with Imogen Bailey, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, thanks for that question, uh, Craig. Uh, now a few more here. Hilda O'Connor. Uh, this is a nice one, actually. I think Hilda's the first time, um, first time I've ever heard from Hilda. So thanks, Hilda, for, for sending this in. Uh, hello, Oz Network. I've listened to your podcast in the past for American Survivor on the former Survivor Oz platform. As an American Survivor fan, here you go, So he's one of your American fans, um, an American citizen, I was told by my mum to check out Australian Survivor. I watched season three of Australian Survivor in the period of one month and finally finished your season three weeks ago. I'm currently making my way through this current edition of the season and I'm only four episodes behind. Can I tell you that your edition is so good? I think it is better than the past six seasons of American Survivor. I hope our network, CBS, buying your network means I can watch your edition on CBS All Access next year. That's a good point, actually. I think we've only kind of discussed the opposite about US being shown in here, but I've never thought about that one, Hilda. Um, Hilda then adds, Sue, you were definitely a pleasure to watch. My favourite players were you, Craig and Christy. Do you remain in contact with these two? I think we obviously, we know you would do with Craig. Do you talk to Christy much? You yes, do? I do. Yep. Yes. I think yeah. we mentioned that. I've got a terrible memory. I'm a goldfish. Um, <laughs> she adds, uh, you calling Chris... a go. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we can have our own charades. Uh, well, we really should be. That should, that should have been the way we should have uh, played this. Uh, you, yeah. she, she adds, you calling Christy a naughty little girl in your confessional was my highlight. Um, yeah. She then adds, because I am still four episodes behind, I'm going to have to wait to listen to this podcast. Enjoy your day or night, guys, whenever you're recording this. That's so sweet, Hilda. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Oh, message. thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's, um, as I said, I, I don't think we've ever had Hilda on the show in terms of uh, a question before. So that's that's a lovely one. Thanks, Hilda. It always makes me smile when I see people discovering yeah. the show and talking so much about our version there too. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh Lucas uh, adds, hello, Lucas. Uh, congratulations on getting exit interviews for season 35. That was my number one guest in your exciting news. Thank you, Lucas. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm anticipating the likes of Sari and Debbie on your show for a Survivor recap. I have really good questions for them if you get them on, fingers crossed. I will just add, Lucas, one of those two 
90% will be our first recapper coming this week. Stay tuned to our social media and uh, you'll see that uh, being announced. Uh, Lucas and Ed, Sue, nothing but praise for you. Um, nothing but praise, sorry, for your hilarious and very great confessionals. My personal <coughs> bests are well-deserved, good on you, but you're still a naughty little girl, and yeah. game on moles. Uh, can you can you give it can can you give us a game on moles? Uh, yeah, game on mole. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sue's on Survivor. Oh, that, <laughs> that that's the one that we need to embrace more rather than that dead yeah. joke that we've put to rest. Uh, Sue, yeah. Sue's on Survivor are always so iconic. Loved Sue Hawk on season one and loved you on season one of Australian Survivor. So there you go, Lucas. Uh, good comments. I'd obviously say Thank season you, three, but I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, all right, Julian, now, uh, our former Oslet, Julian, a guy who used to work on this show, he um, already has been on an episode this season, and I think we're joining him uh, next week for another bonus episode. He talks about a joke that died this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, bring it on. Seriously, oh. go off at Julian. You're allowed to go off at Julian because I'll go off at him for you if you don't. Okay. Yell at him. Julian? Yeah. Get Julian. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what was your big move, Julian? Have you ever had a big move? <laughs> uh, just quickly, um, this might sound off topic, but I'll explain this in a second. What's your opinion on Qantas? Qantas? Yeah. Uh, I fly them a lot. Okay, well, he's a flight attendant for Qantas, so I didn't know if you actually like hated them or not. But um... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say, you can you can nitpick him at that. All right, Granny Survivor, we always kind of end. Granny Survivor is a long-term listener. She likes to send in lovely questions. I really don't know who this person is. I say this every single week. They send in very long-winded uh, words, and they ask multiple questions. But when we get to these questions, again, I generally always like to do these quick-fire questions, uh, so quick answers. But bear with me here. I read this out word for word because she likes to speak very differently. Hello, dears. What an exciting two weeks of Survivor this has been. I'm so loving this season, dears. I'm going to say this season is so far the best season of Survivor of the year. Sorry to game changers and New Zealand Survivor, but it really is. Well, dear, getting to Sue... Uh, sorry, getting Sue on this week has made my week. Ben, your dedication to your oh. listeners has truly made me smile, and I'm sure all the other listeners... Thank you, Granny Survivor. Uh, if Flick couldn't be on this week, well, you certainly made me way more happier with Sue... Actually, I'm so, so happy, dear. Great. Uh, firstly, dears, like I mentioned when Craig was on, dears, I want to say how I was brought to tears watching Craig encouraging you in one of the challenges. Uh, that was my yeah. all-time most favourite challenge moment by far. Oh, doesn't everyone need someone like Craig on their tribe? But you really made me a proud fan, especially for the older age group, dear. That's... Sweet. Thank you, Granny. That's for passing on to Sue. She's, awesome. she's smiling right now. I can see her, so she likes that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, she adds... These are the, the questions. Um, again, we'll try and make this quick fire. She says, uh, if you could put yourself on any two American Survivor seasons, which two would you choose? Definitely Africa and the South American one. Perfect. Um, did you have... Any interactions pre-game? We kind of answered this one. Uh, pre-game with any players before the game started. So, I mean, you kind of mentioned that one with Dez. Did no. you have any? No other ones? No. Oh, oh yeah. well, pre-game. No, 
I count being on some uh, Samoa that was in the game. So pre-game, no. No. All right. Um, is there any contestant from your season, dear, that you have not personally met? No. Oh, you've met all of them. There we go. Um, you might be the first that I've met that's met all of them. Oh, well, I mean, I sat next to Pete uh, Feeks uh, once, so we, we didn't talk much, but we talk now because I'm actually going trekking um, uh, Base Camp Everest next year with him and Kylie. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, Bianca, I didn't meet, actually, over there, but we've since chatted fantastic wow everest you, yeah. that's a whole other episode you have to tell us about that one uh what was your thought on game changes as a whole dear game changes the american one yeah the most recent american one just before this one that's about to start i didn't see it you didn't see it no because it was like i said i had a real hangover um from um my season and um, no, I didn't watch it. First time ever. Wow, that that would be okay. a weird feeling. That would be. Um, hmm. Uh, if you were on an All Star season, who are you most hoping to see again? Oh, in Australia. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Phoebe. Phoebe, I would like to see. Um, ooh. Well, yeah, flick. Good to have your showmance with Des, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, of course, Des. Um, yeah. See, I don't know how long Phoebe and Flick are going to last on an All-Stars because I think everyone will, everyone will go for them straight up. Um, yeah, well, Phoebe's a little flirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Phoebe and Flick, I think. Uh, Craig, definitely. Uh, and Des, yeah. Good, good choices. Um, did you apply for Australian Survivor in 2002? No. Interesting. I, I'm yet to meet someone who has. That's uh, good questions, though, Granny Survivor. Her final question, we've already talked. Didn't I think that it was that Des? I think that might have been answered the same way. He didn't know that it was a thing until he saw it on TV. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. I wonder if there has oh, been. Any, I wonder if any of these ones that have made it on now did apply. I'd be interested to see if someone has. Uh, now, Granny adds at the end. Uh, question we obviously touched on. Uh, I heard you and Cat had a trip planned to China for something special. Unless I'm hearing wrong, dear. Is so anything interesting to add? We've obviously answered that one. Now, uh, Granny Salava then just adds at the end. Thanks for your time, dears, and a big thank you to our dear Ben for making fans like me happy to see my favourite players on the podcast. I think I'm so happy with the guests coming on that I'm not going to hassle you, dear, on who else to bring this season. I'm going to let you surprise <laughs> me now. Uh, I will touch on that a little bit at the end here, Granny. Survivor because obviously we've only got a couple more weeks to go but I can pretty much tell you who we've got in the last two weeks. So uh, that's all the questions and that's us uh, done. I, I need to say to you uh, from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for your time uh, I mean through the requests that we got uh, I was definitely planning on trying to find a way to reach out to you because uh, personally you were one of my favourites so I uh, I definitely was uh, rooting for you during the season. Uh, so it's been a pleasure to chat with you today. I wish you all the best in China. I'm really looking forward to Thank following you. your Instagram uh, to see exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
what what you post and uh, by all means we will we will get you on again to, to chat about survivor to chat about base camp everest to to chat about uh, anything else but to not chat about the dead joke which is officially dead as of september 2017 no more sue big move jokes people it's done <laughs> it absolutely Otherwise, Sue's going to come out fighting. <laughs> it's game on, Moles. <laughs> so I, did my, I did the best I could. Well, thank you again. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we hope to get you back here again on the Oz Network in the future. Uh, thanks so much, Ben. Thank you. And a massive thanks has to go out there to Sue for a very fun chat and uh, much appreciate her time talking about uh, all things to do with Survivor. Now, as I uh, touched on, alluded to there in terms of uh, Marlene, your question, you added a little bit here. Uh, and again, to anybody who sends in questions, by all means, if you wish to direct any questions to me, um, I'm always happy to answer anything, really. So by all means, if you wish to send any questions in, I'm happy to answer them. Um, now, Marlene adds, as many other listeners have requested, I hope Flick and Phoebe are the guests for the final two weeks. What about Nick for the American Survivor season once he's know it Oz podcasts arrests until next year, Ben? Um, now, obviously... Uh, Flick and Phoebe, obviously, I keep saying obviously, have been on the request list uh, all season, um, and we're, we're trying. We have reached out to both of them. Uh, obviously, we had Flick, uh, sorry, Phoebe on during Game Changers um, and uh, talked a little bit to Flick. Uh, we're hoping. We're Basically, uh, we've done all we can on our end, um, and essentially, we're just waiting for confirmation. Flick uh, did say she's keen to do it again. It's just a matter of... Uh, hoping she'll get back to us uh, before the season's end. Uh, so really, uh, without having to be an absolute pest to them, um, we're not going to really, I guess, push them too much. But we, we will tr- keep trying. By all means, if you want them to come on the show, uh, tweet them. Uh, maybe send them out something and just saying, hey, come on the Oz Network. Uh, give them a bit of a push. That's fine by us. <laughs> I mean, if you're obviously keen to get them on the show. Uh, but again, we're definitely going to try our, our darnest to make them happen. Uh, and, and Nick, sure. Uh, we'd, we'd definitely love to get him on the show. We did reach out for Nick to come on during Game Changers uh, and kind of, you know, back and forth conversation. We couldn't uh, lock anything in. But uh, by all means... Uh, if, if Nick is keen to come on the show, we'll definitely reach out to him. I think really for the US one, as I've kind of mentioned, uh, we're going to f- focus mainly, I think, this time around on the US contestants, just given uh, we had a few of the Aussie contestants on during Game Changers just because at that stage we hadn't had any of the Australian Survivors on the show, uh, given that we didn't cover last season of Australian Survivor. It's when we sort of took our break and, you know, reformatted. So that's why now this time around we've been able to switch focus on the Australian contestants for this season and then we'll try and switch focus back to the US one, given now that uh, we've obviously gotten uh, a few seasons that we've never really covered or had guests on the show that we can maybe uh, go through there. But uh, I'll talk a little bit more about the US season in just a second. Um, but I will say in terms of the Australian Survivor, given we've only got two weeks basically to go, uh, next week we will be having Andrew on again, Andrew Torrens, of course, who did our uh, our preview episode. Uh, we were going to kind of bookend it and have Andrew on to do the finale as well as doing the, the preview uh, but just with scheduling, we're going to get him on next week. Uh, so Andrew will be on next week. And for our finale, that is when we're hoping that Flick or Phoebe can come on the show. Um, and if not, we'll try and obviously get someone else on to, to kind of do that because we're going to obviously try and fill out the season with uh, another one. Worst case scenario, we'll just get Des on again. We love Des. Des and Craig together. I won't have to talk at all. I'll just sit back and let them go at it. So 
Uh, stay tuned for that. We obviously like to announce that on social media with how that's going on because uh, we're really at the pointy end. And I will say, too, in terms of our Australian Survivor coverage, we've done a sort of a separate roundtable episode over the last few weeks, which we will do again this week. Uh, we're looking at getting a former Oslo on the show, Cable, uh, to chat about it. And potentially with Julian. We're hoping Cable and Julian can join us at the same time. Uh, but at least Cable will be joining us uh, because Cable will be doing the rankings episode with us post-Australian Survivor. So uh, stay tuned for that one, of course we tease out on our other rankings episode um and then also noah who uh is back and we're just waiting to get him back on uh, for an episode of course um he's very keen to join us for a discussion point so at this stage we're loosely planning to do a round table at the end of this week with julian and cable next week with noah and then we hope to do similar to what we used to do in terms of our Ozcaps when we would go over a season review uh, we're looking at doing something similar for this season in general, probably more related to what we did with the New Zealand Survivor season, uh, in which we just kind of have a roundtable discussion, not necessarily go through each of the contestants, but just talk about things that worked and didn't work and everything along those lines, and also compile a top five list. We did that with um, New Zealand Survivor. We had a top six list, top six moments from the season, and produced a little video and put it on YouTube. Uh, we'll be doing that again this season, but uh, top five moments. It's something that we do with our, all our TV show recaps here on the Oz Network. We do a season recap once we reach the end of a season and then we come up with the moments. We've done that with our Nip Tuck recaps. We're about to do that with our third watch recaps and we'll continue to do it with Survivor as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Plenty to come with Australian Survivor. And of course, uh, if you listen to this before the morning, uh, depends obviously if you wake up before you get to uh, other content that we are obviously putting out, uh, our Luke exit interview. Now, this is kind of the questionable one that in terms of how things have gone this season, uh, we are not 100% sure whether this will go ahead. Uh, we obviously had AK cancel on us based around comments that we believe are around what I said about Luke earlier in the season in terms of calling him a dickhead, which, again, I've apologised for and I will reiterate, which I will reiterate to Luke should he talk to me, that it was said in a context that wasn't actually meant to be the offensive way. It's more of the case of Australians calling each other dickheads in a friendly term because that's how it was. It's a poor explanation. I understand it. And, again, if that's come across as offensive, I have apologised formally to AK. I apologise to Henry as he took uh, note about that as well. So, therefore, I am not 100% sure at the time of recording this if Luke will go through with the interview. But it is something we will address during the exit interview. So, if you do listen to this before the morning... I commend you because it's probably about four o'clock in the morning for you right now, considering that right now it's five past one in the morning for me. Uh, We will see if that will happen. But uh, by all means, fingers crossed it does. And, of course, with the exit interviews for the remaining part of the season. So that's Australian Survivor. It's getting pointy. It's getting busy. And uh, we're obviously hoping that uh, we're going to conclude this season just as well as we've kind of lived through a very exciting season in general. But that, of course, leads us to US Survivor which, as you know, is now uh, less than basically, I can nearly say, 24 hours away in terms of uh, when most people will be listening to this episode. Um, So get very excited. Of course, we are talking about heroes, healers, and hustlers, or as we have now officially referred to it on our preview episode, Triple H, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley season for you wrestling fans out there. Uh, Very excited for this season. We did our cast analysis the other day. Very, very exciting cast to look at 
and um, very much looking forward to it. Now, uh, in terms of our coverage, we've obviously announced uh, fantastic news today that we have been granted exit interviews for this season. It's been a while since we've had exit interviews. You have to go all the way back to Samuel Del Sur last time we had exit interviews. So I'm very excited that we can bring these back to you. And the best news about these exit interviews is if anybody remembers back in Samuel Del Sur, we actually kind of had about a week delay in terms of when we got them. So we actually recorded those on a Wednesday morning which essentially was the day before the new episode would come out. So we were kind of obviously a little bit on the back foot with our exit interviews. But the really good news with these exit interviews is actually it's looking like that we will be recording these on Friday Australian time, which is essentially, um, you know, within 24 hours of the episode airing in both the US and in Australia. So uh, a lot more current these episodes will be. And uh, we will obviously update you a little bit once we get a few more confirmation details put through. Uh, but looking likely, they will be on Friday mornings for our Australian listeners. And that means for our US listeners, that will be Thursday evenings for you in terms of when they will be released. But again, social media is where you can follow that. Uh, just search for the Oz Network on Facebook and Twitter. We will update you. And obviously, you can get in questions as well. Uh, we generally can fit in, you know, usually one question. We get about 10 minutes generally with contestants. So we can fit around it uh, where we can with those but so excited for us to be able to bring those to you it's going to definitely add a new dimension in terms of our coverage of uh, us survivor and our recap episodes um we were hoping to announce our recapper today but uh just with a few kind of uh things we've got to establish in terms of with exit interviews and kind of working around uh i guess cbs and channel nine in terms of how we can and can't do exit interviews um we we just need to iron out a few details before we can confirm our recap if that makes sense now i alluded earlier before that it's essentially one of Suri or debbie um spoiler alert it's debbie but I, I can't confirm, confirm it. So that's why we haven't posted anything on social media to get your questions in, just because there is a chance that it might not happen just yet. So please bear with us. Uh, we will announce that as soon as it is 100%. In the meantime, if you want to get a pre-question into Debbie, that even if we don't have her on this week and we get her on later in the season, uh, I will keep it on hold and uh, we can ask it to her at a later date. But as of right now, I'm about 90% sure it's going to happen. I can't give you 100% just yet, but that is my teaser. It's Debbie. Hopefully it will happen. Stay tuned to our social media and then we will follow up on that. So that's US Survivor. We're so excited for that to happen. Of course, that is uh, airing 7.30 p.m. on Go. Uh, check your local guides for that. Um, that is on Thursday, if I didn't mention that. And yeah, we're very much looking forward to seeing US Survivor back on our screens because really, we've had no break from Survivor for Survivor fans, have we, this year? We've had game changes, went into New Zealand Survivor, went straight into Australian Survivor, and now we're into US Survivor. So um, it's been a good time to be a Survivor fan. It's been a busy time for be a Survivor podcast host, but we obviously uh, very much enjoy it. And outside of Survivor, there's plenty of other things to keep you occupied. If you're a TV fan, uh, we've just obviously launched our latest TV show that we're covering. Uh, Colin and Jamie are doing Star Trek Discovery, which just started. Uh, so our recap episode for seasons one and two is now available online for you to enjoy. Uh, husband and wife duo of Colin and Jamie, so uh, always entertaining with those two talking about that. Uh, in terms of other TV shows, of course, we have Nip Tuck and Third Watch that are both going on as well. Some sort of retro shows 
for you there from the uh, early 2000s, mid-2000s, and sort of late 90s as well, kind of covering a whole decade there. And I tease a little bit too in terms of we have another exciting television recap series to do post-Australian uh, Survivor. So uh, we'll have some more details of that coming to you probably next week. Um, and I, I think there's going to be a lot of fans excited because it's a very popular TV show around about the same period as Nip Tuck, sort of, you know, mid to late 2000s. Um, and a show that warrants podcasting because there's a lot to talk about with it. So um, stay tuned. We'll announce more details. And for our movie fans out there, Anniversary Month continues. Friday, we have our Dirty Dancing recap. Apologies to all our female listeners because generally when you've got two men talking about arguably one of the most iconic chick flicks of all time, you're going to get some things that is going to be said that you're not going to like. And I'm going to tell you this now. I hated Dirty Dancing, so... You're really not going to get some nice words said about this movie by myself. Uh, but we also, to conclude anniversary month, sort of going across into October, so it's kind of a month spread across two months. Uh, we have Face Off, uh, 20th anniversary of that uh, 1997 movie. It's the 30th anniversary for Dirty Dancing. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we obviously are very much looking forward to... Uh, Continuing that and then moving on into our uh, DC month in the lead up to Justice League, Star Wars month in the lead up to The Last Jedi, and then Christmas month in the lead up to Christmas. That's generally how it works. And other reviews coming on away when we obviously see new movies. We're busy people here on the Oz Network, folks, and uh, we obviously do appreciate... All the support you give us, uh, as I mentioned earlier, through the comments that people are sending in through uh, what we've received that, Granny Survivor, what you sent in particular, and um, to the other listener who did mention comments, and I apologise, I've already forgotten your name, um, but I really do appreciate any kind words that are sent in to us. Um, we we love bringing you the content, and we love, uh, obviously, hearing that you're enjoying the content. So um, we really do appreciate uh, the support, and we thank you very much for tuning into the Oz Network work and by all means if you are tuning into us through itunes um we really would appreciate if you could leave some feedback uh rate us out of five stars um i mean this is kind of the part where i don't really like asking for things uh in terms of this because we do this for no reward we don't expect reward out of this but uh, obviously if you take the time to listen to the show if you've gotten to this point of the episode i mean i've been talking now for nearly 15 minutes and sue has been off the line for that long uh obviously i appreciate you uh sticking with my voice at this time but uh please if if possible at all if you could head to itunes if you do use itunes uh, leave us some feedback, uh, even if you hate us, if you absolutely despise my voice and you're even thinking to yourself right now, why the fuck am I still listening to this asshole? Uh, why am I still listening to this dickhead? There, I'll call myself one. That is in the offensive term. I just call myself a dickhead in the bad way. Um, please leave a comment. Say, Ben, you are a dickhead. Five stars. Um, if somebody leaves that comment, you are my new best friend. That is that is the, that is the new joke. That is funnier than Sue's move dead joke. Um, so by all means, please, we would appreciate any feedback left for us. Um, we, we really would appreciate that. <laughs> we, we've got like four. So, um, yeah. Anyway, stop begging Ben. Uh, Spotify as well and Stitcher. We're both available on those services. Same goes there. If you want to leave us feedback, we'd very much appreciate that. And like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. As I said, social media, we see everything that is posted on there. We see all the tweets. We reply basically to all of them. Uh, and we will always kind of, um, communicate with you if you ever have anything to say. As I said before, if you've got any questions for me that you want me to answer after our recaps, by all means, send them in to me. 
If you just want to communicate with me in general, send us a message on Facebook. It's 99% of the time it's me who's answering it. Colin will be in there every now and then. Uh, but by all means, send it in. We obviously appreciate any uh, feedback you want to give us, you hate us, you love us, or just anything in general. Tell us what you did today. Maybe you bought a sausage or something like that. I don't know. Um, we, we definitely do appreciate it. A great deal. More than you can ever know, people. And uh, we are essentially approaching our sixth year on air uh, through many different versions. Well, two versions. And the fact that we can still bring you this content and we've still got uh, a large portion of you along with the journey. Uh, we are... We are blessed. We are, I don't like using that word because I'm an atheist, but we are blessed <laughs> to have you here. I'm waffling right now. It is quarter past one in the morning and I'm talking to myself really right now. So that's generally what happens. Uh, big thanks to Sue again. Uh, a lot of fun having her on the show. And again, please head to our website and social media to check the details uh, for her trek there in China and uh, help support the cause if you can as well. Thank you for tuning in. If you've stayed to this point, you're a bloody fucking legend. I love you. There, I've said it. We'll be back to cover more of Australian Survivor very, very soon. In the meantime, my name is Ben. Thank you for tuning in, and good morning. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 